Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. I remember. <laughs> oh, I love this song. <laughs> Welcome We're to Civil on Politics. September uh, 21st, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Civil Politics uh, here on Valley Free Radio, uh, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, uh, talking in September. Um, I'm Mike Dow, uh, pleased as punch to be here doing the show with my very clever producer, John Roberts. There's punch. Pleased as punch. It's is, there old... pie? is there punch and pie? There might be. Uh, uh, Sue's the brains of the operation. Sue, is there punch and or pie available? Do you know? Uh, I could order oh, some I'm in. Sorry, if, if not. I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. <laughs> I thought Sue was the muscle. <laughs> Oh, actually, she's she's both. Uh, <laughs> fine then. Yeah, um, I'm the Renaissance man. Yes, there right. you go. <laughs> right, and I'm I'm the, I'm the pretty face. You're the, mm-hmm. you're the blonde. Okay, yeah. Right, exactly. Uh-huh. All of this uh-huh. is true. You yep. should see me in a slinky red dress. Yeah, Jonas the discipline, yeah. the iron rod. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So we're I doing have the this... board of education. It's the board that I hit you with when you don't when you don't get something right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've broken a few of those. I think. Um, anywho, uh... <laughs> also known as the ruler. Okay. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, indeed. And if our listeners would like to uh, sound off on uh, how exactly how hard and where John Rush should be smacking me with his educational tool, uh, then you should email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com, which is our dedicated website, it has previous recordings of episodes <laughs> of the show and some supplemental stuff. And yeah, it's just, you know, hours of fun for the whole family. Um, actually, it might be, depends on your family. You know, yeah, I'm not going to judge. Anyway, uh, <laughs> ooh, what? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Just you know, you just yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> we, we 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 remember. We you can cut out anything I say that's too dumb for words. I, 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 the show can't be five minutes long, Mike. Okay, I have to leave some stuff in. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. <laughs> what are we starting so, with? Well, we're starting with the need for ambition, commitment, and consistency, um, which right. I mean, I'm I'm not providing, obviously, but um, except consistently mediocrity. But mm. um, I, I I that was the sort of the sort of the 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 key sentence in a statement that um, uh, the. Uh, head of Ford Motors in um, uh, the UK, Lisa Branken, she's the UK chair um, of the company, uh, made a statement basically criticizing the conservative government uh, in the UK. And, you know, as much as anything, it's just like, like Ford Motor Company, you know, as staid and rapidly capitalist, pro-business, you know, multinational 
conglomerate organization as you as you will find in human history. Ford Motor Company is pissed off with the conservative government. And remember, the conservatives are the party that is unabashedly the party representing the interests of the rich moneyed business class. Um, but she was criticizing them because uh, Prime Minister Sunak has announced that, uh, well, the UK maybe is going to ease up on some of these um, some of these uh, uh, climate change mitigation targets, you know, the net zero by 2050, which, by the way, is already completely inadequate. But um, part of that was the idea of uh, the UK would not allow um, the manufacture of uh, gasoline cars. It'd have to be electric vehicles only by the end of this decade. And Ford Motor Company has invested a little over $500 million to uh, to get that done. Uh, uh, yeah, in fact, so uh, the auto industry is investing to meet that challenge. She cited a 40 billion pound commitment to electrifying its cars with a range of nine electric vehicles to launch by 2025. And so, uh, uh, you know, she said the U said uh, Ford needs three things from the UK government: ambition, commitment, and consistency. A relaxation of 2030 would undermine all three. And it's worth noting because of the genius move that was Brexit, the UK isn't necessarily compatible or going to stay in regulatory alignment with the EU. So. Uh, Ford is investing in the UK in manufacturing there in part because they are specifically gearing up to be able to sell cars in the UK that might not be, you know, uh, compliant and, and available to sell in other parts of the world because each country has their own sort of regulatory scheme, but the EU is like one big block. So it's a big deal that they are putting that much money into specifically uh, the United Kingdom. And it's also a big deal that the uh, conservative government is, you know, dropping the ball. So, so Sue, what do you think, uh, you know, as the free market capitalist, you know? Well, I, you know, it does help business when it's consistent and you mm -hmm. start moving the goalposts. You know, I don't, as you know, I don't agree with electric cars that, that I don't think that's the solution. I think it's hydrogen cars and I think we're going down a, the wrong, the wrong channel, but I don't like Rishi Sunak either. I don't find him to be a compelling figure. So, but yeah, I yeah. like it that Ford spoke up and said, Hey, stop moving the goalposts. People yeah. are trying to run a business here. And yeah. the same thing. You know, when they changed the cafe standard, Trump, like, deleted the cafe standards here. I think Biden's put them back in. But that's really hard on business when they move targets like that. And, yeah. you know, who, know, who knows if the grid people are putting money in so that the grid can handle all these electric cars? I think not. But, you know, that being Our said. Sucks. Uh, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. In the U.S., and, yeah. And yeah. I don't think it's exactly better in the U.K., Probably not. Well, it's yeah. different. It's um, it's sixty cycle and in uh, instead of oh. fifty cycle. So, yeah, sure. Anyway, the, the, there's that. 
Um, and kudos to you for knowing that because I'm like, oh my god, yeah, you're right. I totally. <laughs> well, you know, I, and you know why the you know why the Brits did that? You might not know no, why. This I don't actually. I just remember it was earlier. a thing. Like you know, they had different voltages, so I had to be careful bringing yeah. electronics with me back in the day when I was when I spent a year at university well, there. So that was like, oh, okay. Six, the 60 cycle is just happens to be perfectly tuned to stop your heart. <laughs> and, and the, and the Brits were like, let's change the frequency. Let's go to 50 cycles. So it's not as deadly as our power is here. I mean, it's pretty oh. deadly, but it's not, yeah, 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 know, yeah. it's not yeah. heart stopping because they, you know, they had time. They could, they, oh. they did a little different standard than we did. So anyway, I That's didn't cool. know that. Yeah. yeah. That was it was a health reason. Good, well, good thinking. Brought to you in part Sensible. by <laughs> labor government. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who did it. Could be actual actual working government. Yeah, yeah. Well, or, if it was or, if it was in perhaps, the sixties or seventies, probably it was labor. Yeah. So. Well, if if it was when power was not DC, when it switched from DC to AC, it was probably whoever their engineer was in in uh, the UK that said, "Don't don't follow the Americans; they're stupid. <laughs> Do this." So, well, probably you know, they they had our number that time. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, but yeah, it's it's sort of it's terrible that they're they're slipping their what their uh, commitments right to the uh, climate change stuff. So. Well, and this actually, I'm sure there's some reason. Well, they don't really care about climate change, and uh, uh, the UK government is, uh, you know, having financial difficulties because the whole country is having financial difficulties because they did Brexit. So, I mean, there's that. But, um, I, I, you know, hearkening back to our discussion last week about like the role of uh, government in markets and business and so forth, like. Like I think I think one of the ways in which you know government is essential to to having a good market system is by setting up standards and whatnot and, and saying like here are the guidelines here are the safety regulations here are the ethical rules you have to follow and you know it's like these are the rules and we're going to you know enforce them and we're going to have people monitoring you to make sure you actually follow them and it just means that. Instead of instead of ethical business people sort of saying like, okay, well, we want to make money, but also is this going to be safe or or fair or whatever? Because some people care about that. I mean, some people are just greedy and all they care about is how much money they can make. But uh, uh, for people who tend to have more of an attitude like mine, for example, you know, be like, okay, well, I want to start a company doing something, whatever it is, um, it would be nice if it also was doing things in a, in a safe way that, you know, wasn't causing a public health problem or whatever. And, uh, by complying with government regulations on environmental protection and, you know, waste disposal and workplace safety and whatever, you know, so long as we follow all those guidelines and, you know, the laws and regulations, then we're fine. You know, we're, we're doing what we're supposed to do. So anything that we can do and still be compliant uh, means that we're operating a safe and ethical business. And that's great. You know, like that is for me anyways, and for people like me, and there's got to be at least a few of us out there, right? You know, that would be like a major weight removed, you know, a major sort of like, like problem for business to solve. 
And it means that, you know, you can focus on just like, well, well how do we, uh, how do we run the business better? I always worry when they, um, when a business wants somebody else to tell them what's safe. And the reason I say that is because sometimes they use the government standard as an excuse. Well, that's the, sure. that's, that's what all the doctors are doing. You know, that's what everybody's doing. It's part of the, you know, sort of the standard code. And you really want people who are creating industry to also be thinking about it from their own perspective, because the government never keeps up with it. It, you know, it's sort of like, we're going to put this warning on cigarettes and then we're off the hook <laughs> because the government, you know, we put the warning there, we complied, we followed the advice of lawyers. I think people do need to have an internal standard a little bit for, uh, I, I things, very much, including politicians. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you on that actually, but I mean, cigarettes are specifically a, Hey, we sell, we sell poison sticks that are, that make you feel good. So, you know, you want some poison, you'll feel good. You know, like that's, that, that's what that is. But like, there's, you know, there's all kinds of businesses like car manufacturing or, uh, uh, you know, making and packaging cookies, uh, uh, print, you know, paper printing, uh, cardboard boxes, books, just, I don't know, uh, making yeah. screwdrivers and, and skateboards and, you know, sneakers. I mean, just all kinds of stuff like that. And it's like, Hey, you know, like there are there, if there are regulations are like, okay, you have to pay people at least this much. You have to make sure that they, they can't work more than this many hours in a day. They have to be able to get time off when they're sick and things like that. Just, you know, and, and these are the, 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 you know, you have to have this many fire exits and this kind of ventilation or whatever, you know, it's like, uh, when you, when, when there aren't regulations about that, that's when you get stuff like the, you know, the triangle shirtwaist fire. It's like, well, you know, we don't like it when the women leave. So we'll just chain up that door. That's the fire exit. Yeah. What's the problem? It's like, well, okay. <laughs> the problem is, you know, um, there are issues when, uh, businesses self-regulate. Um, there, I mean, there, there are, uh, times when, uh, it works. Um, the ESRB, the, um, the entertainment, like basically the, uh, when you see ratings on video games uh, in uh, in different ways, that 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 has kind of worked, um, and that has kept the government the from from really does uh, that themselves. I'm sorry. The what industry does that themselves. The industry that is, does that yeah, themselves. that's an industry thing. It was a preemptive response, and, and you know, because of things like the Parents Music Resource Council, you know, that Tipper Gore thing back in the day. You know, like, oh, God, you know, the music and whatever and the video games, they're terrible. So, well, like, that fine, was, we'll, but that I mean, was you specifically know, music. The the ESRB was created in, in the 90s when um, Hillary Clinton was leading a, uh, sure, like, a, it, it was the, the hot coffee controversy with um, the woman at McDonald's, Jack Thompson. No, um, so in the game, uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. There was oh, sure. uh, mm -hmm. there was a uh, it's a video game. Um, it came out like in the in the early two thousands or nineties. So they um, there was a mini game that was 
in the game, but they took it out, but the code was still there and you could like do something to the game and get, get back into it. Part of Grand Theft Auto games is wooing and seducing like some of the NPCs. And Mm -hmm. uh, the thing is when you got to that level and your character like, like hooked up with someone, she invited you in for hot coffee Mm-hmm. but then that was it they would go fade to black and then it would be the next morning and you'd be leaving the the apartment or whatever mm-hmm. the, like the, a gentleman the, yeah <laughs> the developers had actually put in a mini game like where you had to do something during the interlude the the yeah the the, 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 um, the sexy times okay the, um, yeah, okay. yeah the the yeah so um some gamers like you know because you can't if it's there we'll do it you know yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so some gamers were like oh okay and got in there and everybody flipped out uh and uh there were uh senate hearings and um hillary clinton got involved like when she uh, when she was first lady and the ESR they created the ESRB as a preemptive because they thought it was going to be like the music thing, like they government like, was going to regulate it exactly. They didn't do so that worked. Yeah. That actually worked, and that is the the industry really trying to actually say like, okay, here's the rating for each game. This game is for adults. Blah blah blah. When it didn't work, was like, what was it called? The Hayes Code. Um, in in the movies, yeah, in the movies, uh, in the forties, I think, or the um, started in the thirties, I think, yeah, yeah. or the, uh, the comics um, code authority, the comics code authority that was terrible. The uh, movie ratings, I forget what the M- MCAA, MPAA, MPAA. Thank you, the MPAA. Mm-hmm. That's been really bad for the industry, actually. Um, so they, it really depends. And what the what you really need to do is have uh, maybe have like some internal stuff going on, like to make sure that in the intervening time stuff doesn't happen. But you really do need like for some especially larger industries, uh, maybe that might be multinational. You do need the government to step in and say like, okay, so you can't um, kill people. Okay, is that cool? Okay, you know, stuff like that. Like, uh, because you know, companies would work people to death if they could. Yes, yes, they, they, I mean, they can and they do. Yeah, yeah, if they, if they wanna, then they, they will. Um, which is bad. So, the sometimes the government has to step in and say, like, okay, you can't, you can't do that. But, if you want the government to step in and like rate video games, you don't want that either. So it has to be a balance, you know? Hmm. Well, I, I do think it's interesting that, that, uh, you know, Sue takes the, Sue, you, you're taking the position that like, well, you know, sure government regulation, but you don't want to just rely on the government to tell you what to do. And it's like that, 
you know, you you know, it's it's better if businesses have their own sense of ethics. But it's like, Sue, aren't you the, the the one who like routinely every time we talk about this kind of stuff points out that one of the big problems we have is regulatory capture? Is the business, you know, the companies basically like corrupting and co opting the the government agencies in in charge of overseeing them and keeping them reined in. So like well, they do try to. That's why you right. got to keep the risk and the liability on the company so that even if they do that and the government says, oh, it's OK if you have, you know, three parts per million of uh, arsenic in your cigarettes and that the, the companies are still liable <laughs> if they put arsenic in the cigarettes. Yeah. That's, well, if you know, they that's, add arsenic to the sm- cigarettes, sure, <laughs> but. I, well, and it's in it's in some of the treatments for tobacco. Just knocks over a box into the vat, and like who's, who's <laughs> to say? Who's to right. say? Yeah. <laughs> well, but I, I told I, you I had a fr- friend who lost his fingers in the I forget which cookie factory it was in Lowell, and he lost a couple of fingers while the machines were running, and they kept it running. Yeah, you know, and they they used the they used the dough. So yeah, who knows? I mean, people do. Do do that, but if you keep the liability, on oh the yeah, company, the company made lady fingers, right? Uh, he, he was no lady. I gotta tell you, <laughs> we called him Big Bob. <laughs> well, I mean that Big they Bob. don't have any re- regulations about advertising in that in that regard, so they didn't have to <laughs> disclose that it wasn't lady fingers. They just could sell it as it was fingers, fingers. So yeah, they fingers. didn't have to disclose oh who's. This is why we need government (laughs) regulation. (laughs) Well, and to keep the liability on the company so that they can be sued, you know, to within an inch of their life. Definitely. Just like the Dominion lawsuit, you know, that that changed Fox for, you know, time to come. Or it seems to be changing Fox a little bit. The Dominion lawsuit and all the other lawsuits. mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's fair. But and I agree. But at the same time, you know, say you are a company that runs. I don't know, a nuclear power plant. If you're like, look, we are following all of the the, the laws and regulations about, you know, a, a plant safety and dealing with radioactive materials and whatever, you know, we're, we're doing everything that we are supposed to do. And, you know, when we, if, you know, release, you know, if radioactive steam gets out because of an accident or whatever, but it's within the safety guidelines, like, you know, uh, we're following the safety guidelines, you know, like if, if the guidelines are bad, you know, like that's not our fault. We're designing the plant to operate, you know, uh, uh, safe enough to, to, to protect the yeah. public as defined by, you know, the department of energy. And it it's not our fault if the department of energy got it wrong. You know, so it's like, sure, yeah, I there are, you know, I, don't, I mean, sure, I, there are going to be lawsuits, to... but like at the same time, yeah. like that is, I think, a valuable thing that can come out of government regulation is just like, look, you know, like, like, you know, how safe is safe enough? You know, like Governments that's that is can never keep up with the technology. I don't want to rely on government for that to work right. I want the company to think, well, government says a minimum is this, but you know what? We're we're gonna we're gonna over engineer it a little bit because we we think that we want our plant to last longer than the government's saying oh, they I'd, should last. And do you think and I'd love it if they do that? 
I'd love it if they hydrogen do that. But I, embrittlement, when they figured out what it was, none of the government standards took care of hydrogen embrittlement because sure. radioactive affects the metals in ways nobody. You want the companies to be all over that. You want them to own I, it. That that I, would be. I don't that, ever want. That would be great, and, and I'm not saying it. that there should be, you know, we, you know, like, except for except for gun companies, you know, they shouldn't be protected from product liability for people getting killed Never. with their product. Never I mean, you know. give people product liability ins, ins, insulation. What kind I of a Republican think. are you? Um, I'm a you, free market Republican. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah, yeah. But, you 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 want the markets to be as as quick and as fast as they can be and the companies sure but if because they get the reward right well all right so i'm fine with them owning the risk but uh uh the company uh like i i haven't seen much evidence of companies deciding they're going to over engineer things that they're going to say you know what would be the wise thing to do here would be to spend some more money on xyz like no from what i can tell uh, companies basically just spend as little as possible and stuff as much money in their executives' pockets as possible uh, because all they care about is getting through this quarter. And, and they're required to do that. You know what well, Dolly's Parton said about possible? She no. lived in a one-room one, one home with like 12 siblings, 11 siblings, and they asked her how she bathed, and she said, well, you wash from the top down as far as possible and then up from the bottom as far as possible. Cause you know, the kids, everybody else comes and goes from the house. And then when everybody leaves, you wash possible. <laughs> hmm. I, I think, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that the thing, the thing is that when, when you are, when <laughs> it, you it was at, very funny. It was, <laughs> anyway, I'm trying, I, I'm trying to suppress <laughs> my, to I don't want to like we laugh directly into the mic. I'm trying to know, keep that to down. That, out of the show. that was so I'm just, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm trying to swallow that guffaw right now. Thank you very much. So what I, right. what I think is like, yes, the companies would have the knowledge and they would have the, the ingenuity to over engineer and actually put in good uh, regulations and good guardrails to uh, to protect people. That is perfectly within their wheelhouse. Except they're not going to do it because that's not Subaru profitable. Does it? It Mercedes does it. Yeah, and then okay. they sell the technology to other, and they and they sell their cars based on that. They go, you know what? We we are they the these. norm? Well, or they, they certainly they, are industry leaders. Are the is that are there other industry leaders like that? Is that well, is that happening in a lot of industry? I mean, that could be a a marketing thing, or it could be just part of their their corporate structure, which is fine. But I think really, and I'm gonna steal the last word here. I think the real a, a good solution just to cover all this would be that the companies should have a committee from their industry that is um, independent from the companies that they set up, like the ESRB. And the ESRB really works because it doesn't say you can't do this. It doesn't it doesn't cut out anything from the industry. It just says we're going to label things like this. 
label and it. Make sure, yep. And make sure people know what they're buying. And this, but unlike the exactly unlike the comics code or the um or the MPAA, when they say you you to get this rating, you can't do this. You have to cut this out, and that affects how much they make. So they should have an independent committee or independent organization that would put regulations on the companies and they would have input for this for this thing but they ha- they would have to be able to regulate their own and then after the government gets its act together then there can be some regulations for you know not allowing people to die you know it's a good I, I think that would be a good stopgap the industry can regulate you, its own and then you will Hmm? UL listings. Do you know what UL listings are? I have no idea what that means. The underwriters' well, laboratory. So those are the standards. Yep they they rate things and say, well, this guy will short out and kill people, and you know this is this rated for that, and that's what mm-hmm. they do. It's a engineer. You know, it's for electrical appliances and stuff. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's what they right. do. <laughs> well, well. But the, it's 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 funded from uh, comes out of the insurance industry. The underwriters. It's like, well, we're not gonna, yeah. you know, we're not gonna give you any kind of insurance if you're making stuff that's gonna kill people. So, well, it's <clears throat> um, it's it's. Well, an they don't have thing, that but, kind of control. It's a separate. It's like a. It's like a listing. So you just you look at a product and you can look at the listing. It's not that. Right. It's not a. I. It's right, probably but I mean, started from insurance, but it's not. Sure, it's a, but I mean, you can't get that. You, you can't get their. Right, like but you can't get their certif- exactly. You can't get their certification if you don't meet their standards. That's the point. They actually will test it. You can't just sort of say, "Oh yeah, no, this is totally uh, yeah, yeah, this is totally safe." Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So let's uh, let's let's play some totally safe uh, PSAs, promos, and station IDs here on uh, Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio. Uh, give ourselves a couple of minutes, uh, and then uh, we'll be back with more. Uh, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Warning, the PSAs have not been rated safe by any organization. (laughs) Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps do not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXLJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. It's time for strike news, for labor news, for stuff that you want to know because I'm telling you. So the 
big stories about the strikes in Hollywood uh, this week are uh, because some shows were planning to come back. The Drew Barrymore show, um, the Dancing with the Stars, the talk, Bill Maher's <laughs> show. <bleh>. Um, <sighs> people on the left do not like him, by the way. It's just stop thinking that we do. So the thing is that Dancing with the Stars, the Drew Barrymore show, um, the view, the the talk, they all employ WGA writers. And yes, some reality shows do employ writers for the the hosts, like their jokes and everything like that. So Dancing with the Stars is actually a struck show. The the WGA was going to is going to picket it. Um there are some uh performers that are dropping out of the of the uh of Dancing with the Stars. Uh the host is saying, like, I don't I don't know if I want to do this. Um, the Drew Barrymore show, they were going to come back. They were they were going to film and there was uh, I th- uh, there were situations where people were getting thrown out and think like things like that. Um, Drew Barrymore put out this horrible apology video saying, like, I'm going to do this, but I'm really sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And this week she reversed her position, thankfully. So the show will not come back until the strikes are over. The talk did that as well. Bill Maher actually reversed his position on that as well, uh, which is honestly shocking. So these talk shows, the view is still on the air. And the by the way, the, the WJ has been picketing the view since the strike started. Ever since they, they've been on the air, they are not supposed to be on the air. They are scabbing, unfortunately. If you like the view, they're, they're scabbing. You know, just... Just to let you know, the interesting thing about Dancing with the Stars is that the the WGA is striking is is calling it a struck show. SAG-AFTRA, which is the actors union, it is not struck for them. The actors on Dancing with the Stars and some of these other shows operate on under a different contract. So legally, SAG-AFTRA cannot tell them to not go on the air because they are contracted to to do their job so they have to make the decision if they want to cross the strike line or not so it's this weird situation where the wga is saying don't go on this show the sag after is like we can't say anything uh so it's it's really like when strikes happen especially in entertainment it's it can be very confusing about who can go who can't and why certain shows are struck and why certain shows aren't. The UAW strike is still going, and we're hoping that, well, this is recording on Thursday night, and as this is airing on Friday, uh, there might have been more negotiations with the UAW, uh, but we don't know. We'll know more uh, Friday afternoon, so we'll probably talk about it next week. And the final thing is... Some good news. The WGA, the writers, have been talking to the AMPTP, the movie studios. They are in negotiations. They are in talks, finally. But we don't know what's going on. We don't know if this means that they're actually negotiating good faith this time. But it is a good sign. 
Unfortunately, they are only talking to the writers and not to SAG-AFTRA, not to the actors. So hopefully they are trying to get the writers a contract and then they're going to go for the actors. Who knows? I hope this is going to end soon and they get and the writers get what they need to survive. Uh, and then they go to the actors and make sure they get paid to survive. But, you know, who knows? Audio striking in September. Welcome back to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, I'm still Michael Dow doing the show with Genre and Sue. Um, yeah, uh, I, I thought um, uh, we should sort of pivot to talking about the federal government or whatever. And just uh, I thought it was like an interesting contrast to uh, uh, how uh you know, President Biden is continuing to actually do good stuff, like calling out the um, uh, auto companies saying, like, you guys have been making record profits. It's time for you to make some record contracts with your workers who make that possible. Um, and canceling drilling leases in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge and saying uh, uh, that there's going to be government funding for COVID tests so they can be free again for people. Just, you know, actually – doing some useful things and running the government and so forth. And in contrast, uh, we have uh, the Republicans in Congress uh, uh, refusing to do spending bills, uh, threatening a government shutdown at the end of the month, and uh, also preventing the military from uh, actually confirming promotions and moving people like into new positions. And and thus, yeah, really operating uh, because, uh, you know, the military uh, is, you know, respecting a you know, woman's right to choose because that's bad, I guess. If I can I just know. interject something here. Please do. Biden, uh, President Biden has uh, talked about the the UAW um, and other uh, more blue collar um, strikers and, and labor unions. He has not mentioned the actors or the writers in Hollywood. Whenever huh. politicians really? talk about striking that's interesting they are always talking about the the automakers because that's you know because everybody thinks that people in hollywood make all the money they don't most of them don't and they all have to have second jobs even actors on really popular shows so i was i've been trying to pay attention like to his major announcements and like when he talks about unions and how important they are and everything like that, the writers and actors unions are some of the most strong unions that we have, mm. clearly, with what they are doing right now. So they need – So, but he doesn't And they're very them, prominent too. They're you know? very prominent, yeah. Um, they, are, they are very strong unions. The teachers' unions are very strong unions, um, but the only – Unions that really get any lip service, any uh, any praise from uh, the political arena, uh, railroads, the um, the the auto workers. I don't know. Like st when you think about unions and you think about like 
Manly white people jobs. Manly white You know, like that's that's what they talk about. But they don't talk about like white collar unions, which exist. They don't talk about uh, Starbucks unions or the or Am- like uh, some of them talk about Amazon, which yeah. is great. But that's more like lower level, like um, AOC and things like that. But you, presidential Elizabeth level, Warren talks about that. But you Elizabeth know. Warren does. But like presidential level, does yeah. not mention the Hollywood strikes, unfortunately. That's a good anyway, point. I, 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 hadn't, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, that's been really, really annoying yeah. me with with President Biden. <laughs> but well, yes, you are right F- that he's done all of those other good things. So, you know, SCIU, which is the union that a lot of um, like the casino workers and the hotel workers and all those folks are in, yes. often often female. Um, mm. There's there's been presidential candidates that have you know, especially like John McCain and. Um, in in Nevada, the um, that that played a big role in a lot of the presidential elections. They really um, court those unions. I had a friend that was president of the SEIU in Massachusetts, and she um, she there was a huge strike. This is going back quite a few years, probably the nineteen, I guess nineteen ninety four, somewhere in that range. And she was saying that the hardest part is that you get the union workers all worked up to strike because it takes a lot. You yeah. know, people need the money. And, and she said, you get them all revved up, and then it's really hard to get them to accept terms. It, it becomes very hard. You have to be really careful as a union leader to, yeah. to make sure that people know when it's time to, to settle. Yeah. John, I heard a rumor um, over the last few days about the um, AGFA stripe and um, – they were saying the folks were saying that one of the big sticking points is they need transparency on streaming yes. and the numbers because they'll never know if they're compensated enough. Exactly. If they can't yeah. see what the numbers are. Mm-hmm. So they, that was what they were saying, even though there's been lots of progress that that's, that's one of the things that everybody wants and that'll affect yeah. the actors too. Right. The because WGA it's, it's a, and SAG after have been asking for that because um, the, uh, the normal way that they get paid is through residuals, and they know how many times a show has been played, where like how many, how much money the show has, how much money the show has made for the studio, and they get a cut of that. But because yeah. they don't know how many times a show, like I don't want to mention any shows, because you know, like a show on yeah. streaming, um, if they don't know how many times it's been viewed then they can't get paid properly. Be sure. And yeah, some people sure. are getting uh, residual checks that are literally zero dollars. Like the paper is worth more than the money that it represents. So who's who's holding out? Is that like folks like Netflix and Disney and Netflix, all the Disney, uh, Amazon, um, yeah. And, Amazon? Yeah, Disney owns oh, right, Hulu, Prime. so. Um, yeah, yeah, Amazon Prime, uh, Paramount, you know, and some of the bigger studios, you know, Universal and uh, things like that. They, anybody that's a member of the AMPTP. Um, yeah. Some studios so they, have made uh, deals with them that aren't members of that of that um, thing. But yeah, it's uh, and yeah. uh, by the so way, the, seems- the hotel, uh, there is a hotel strike as well in Los Angeles. It's Unite Here Local 11. Um, thousands of hotel workers are on strike and they are trying to get people to not cross picket lines to certain hotels in LA. 
Oh, really? And so yes. it's not SEIU. Uh, no, this is local Unite here, and they have been um, on strike for longer than the WGA has. So, like, wow. I don't, I don't even know how long. Um, but the WGA is at like 130 days right now. Um, <laughs> well, I think about the strikes a lot. Go on strike. <laughs> what the you say? The government can't go on strike. A lot no, of those people can't. have to work without without pay mm-hmm. you know they just make them show up uh tsa folks in the in the airports and yep. they'll just all have to show up with no paycheck and that's the end of the month right september 30th or they get furloughed. It, yeah some of them will get furloughed yeah, some, but but some jobs like you know Here's a here's a large labor force employed by the U.S. government. Military, Everybody yeah. in the military, yes, and <laughs> the military cannot go on strike, and yeah. I I get that, you know, like it sucks because I don't think we pay our service people enough. I don't think I, I think we really do a bad job of actually supporting them. Uh, we spend way too much money on defense and yet not enough on the people actually doing the defending. Uh, hey, that's an American pattern, isn't it? But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know, like I understand like, yeah, we probably don't want, you know, the Air Force on strike. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, so, uh, you know, somebody hijacked another airplane and they're trying to do another 9-11. But yeah, you know, we're on strike right now. So yeah, yeah too bad. Or furloughed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not furloughed either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard that um, McCarthy, who is struggling to hold on to his speakership, today he stripped out, on um, Thursday, he stripped out the um, Ukrainian support out of the defense bill to try uh, and get it to pass. So, yeah. and of course, it won't pass the Senate or Biden, but he's he's really doing everything he can to try and just tip, tip the scales a little bit to hold on. So I think we're going to have a I think we're going to have a government shutdown. It's going to be really bad. Oh yeah, we we definitely are. There's no question about it. Yeah, I, I mean, no I'll, question at all. I'll still get get. They said people on Social Security like me will get our checks, which is embarrassing. But you won't be able to sign up for Social Security or change something or straighten something out. The parks will be, you know, the national parks will be closed. It's mm-hmm. it's the list is very long. Where, um you know, where the effects will be. And it doesn't look like McCarthy has any ability to get there. And and McConnell's still <laughs> silent. He's just not saying anything. I mean, oh. yeah, well, that, I mean, that could be something else. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't the Democrats get, get McCarthy if they could? I mean, there's a lot of Republicans that'll vote for a continuing resolution. And there's a lot of Democrats that would, you know, just to keep the spending where it is and just go on for another two or three months. So they can um, because they don't want to be prime. The Republicans don't want to be primaried. I mean, they're probably right. I mean, there's probably, you know, like I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Mr. McCarthy could get like, you know, half a dozen, 10 uh, Republicans who are like, yeah, sure. I feel safe enough or whatever to like back a, a continuing resolution and the Democrats could all go along with it and then they could kick the can down the road and, and just keep things going. Yep. But, but yeah, like that's only a stopgap solution. And, and fundamentally, and then they <clears throat> vacate the speakership. They probably vacate the speakership on them. Well, oh, yeah. there's cert well, the, anybody part of the deal he took is anybody can challenge him. So, yeah. So, you know, is, is 
Marjorie Taylor Greene going to keep her mouth shut? I don't think so. You know, Lauren Boebert has able her to do that. Yeah, yeah. Lauren Boebert would certainly like to distract from the footage of her being, you know, really gross and inappropriate at like a like a uh, uh, <sighs> in a theater for a show for children. Uh, yeah, it's Beetlejuice. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really great, really yeah. classy, class act mm-hmm. right there. Um, yeah, she was vaping. She gave him the finger. Yeah, it's all on tape. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 that is the minimum of what she's of what she was doing. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever. And I mean, it's, like, okay, groping her husband. Yeah. yeah. Well, her that date. wasn't her husband. That's that's because they're celebrities. She's her yeah, the, she's she's getting divorced, so that was her boyfriend. Yeah. I guess. I mean, you know, I mean, go ahead, but like, not there. You know, like, well, come on. <laughs> it's 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 not the worst thing in the world. I mean, it's just whatever. But it is. I well, think. Talk I think about it's, modeling for people. Yes, you know, setting mm. a setting a fair yeah, point. It's pretty bad. I was I talking think it's to also, someone. The Republican Party is full of people who are talking about how, like, oh, we've got to ban books and can't have drag queens reading to to kids or whatever because it's totally inappropriate behavior in front of children and we, you know, there's too much sex around kids. And then Lauren Boebert goes and does this, and it's like. That, you no, know, that is something you wouldn't see at a drag queen story hour, you know, that would actually be appropriate for children. <laughs> Dang it, Lauren Boebert. I was, I was saying to someone that, uh, like 15 years ago, something like uh-huh. that would have you booted out. Yeah. Like the, like yeah. she would not have survived that. Um, yeah, it's yeah. she, like now the, you, the GOP would have been sweat, like. Hmm? You can wear sweatpants in the Senate. Oh. Where are the standards? Where are the oh. standards? <laughs> I, I mean, why not wear sweatpants? Yeah, Didn't yeah, yeah. Didn't you send it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> do you remember when women couldn't wear sleeveless shirts? The women senators and the women in the house that they yeah. couldn't come on the floor. And it was yeah, also was a problem like for for women to breastfeed on the, on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until. Um, Oh my God. Tammy Duckworth was like, uh, yeah, I, I'm a mom with a newborn. Like I, you know, I'm doing my Senate to thing. Sit here. Yeah. 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 And- <laughs> yeah. Well, so the women changed the standards because they needed them to change. And now the guys are dropping the standards even lower, you know, sweatshirts and no tie. And what do you guys think of that? Actually? I, I don't think you re- I think it's totally you just fine. had it around. I don't like you it. You think it's okay? I, I don't either. I, I look. I, don't like I, it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Generally, I think formality is a, is is a thing we could use a bit more of in our society. But I'm like, you know, he's a senator. You know, like, and the we're senators, talking specifically about uh, the senator Fetterman. from Fetterman? John, yeah, Fetterman. They from Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, yeah. He keeps showing up in um shorts and shorts. sweat sweatshirt and everything like that to. Um, do send a business. He peeks his head in the door just just so everybody's on the same page. Like I, you know, like I can see it's like, come on, John, wish you'd dress up a bit. But in the end, you know, the Doesn't senators, yeah, the Sorry. senators get to do, you, you know, like he's one of the people elected to be in the Senate. So in the end, saying like, no, you can't come in and represent the people of of Pennsylvania because, you know, you're wearing, you know, like a sweatshirt, like Come on, man. You know, but turn, like turn the cameras on, and that'll take care of it. <laughs> or, or it won't. You know, whatever. But I, I, I just 
like that I, doesn't strike me as 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 a problem that needs to needs much discussion or whatever you know i don't That's think a, it needs much discussion either i think it shouldn't have been a problem like don't do it yeah i don't yeah. like it um i think that the i think that i've always thought that the the dress code for men is highly restrictive you know like suit tie all the time um especially like when suits are a lot like a lot of really good suits are made of wool in the summer like what are you doing they're hot yeah even the even the even the summer weight suits are yeah 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 they're and they have layers like what are you doing you know so i think dressing like lowering the standard a little bit like you know casual would be good like a collared shirt uh some khakis or something yeah business casual i think that would be good especially for when there's not in like senate business like you have to just go into the into the chamber and like do a thing and then leave you know like that's that sort of thing um and if it was like that with john fetterman like that but for votes and for speeches and things like that i think there should be some decorum i agree state of the union don't show up in yeah. flip-flops no i yeah. mean like even like no but for um, example, debates you know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Okay. If you're gonna I don't want to be like as high as podium. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. like debates or when you're there for a vote and not just for like random business, like you're not just popping your head in. Yeah. You know, like that's fine. But if you're in there, like and you're doing your job, then you should be and you're representing. You're like you're representing thousands or millions of people. You should be representing them in a way that is proper, in a way that doesn't make like some of them think like, what are you doing? You know, like it's your it's your part of your job is to talk and make speeches. Part of your job is to uh, have decorum in in certain areas and it's sometimes not, which is fine, too, you know, Uh, but it's it's part of the deal you know i think and i i don't think that an old soul genre (laughs) (laughs) i just don't think like a senator (laughs) like coming in for a vote should be like in in like cargo shorts you know and (laughs) and i wear cargo shorts i understand this i don't like ties wear a polo or something you know like it doesn't have to be a full-on suit with like a vest all the time or something nobody nobody's asking to come in in a full tux you know but sweat sweatshirt man come on man come on dude i i'm i'm with you but like there's a whole history of how fashion works and how the the formal wear of one era is the casual wear of a previous era and whatnot so like that's like that that's a whole thing but i don't know if we have time to to get into that and also i'm not <laughs> sure i know enough about it to really properly do it justice but um but i w- i will say one thing our expectations for like especially in america where we're heavily influenced by by the british by the english it's like hey why would you dress with all those layers well you know because it doesn't get that hot in England, or at least it didn't in say <laughs> the 19th century before global warming. Like a hot day in England would be in the 70s Fahrenheit, you know? Right. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, there are plenty of days where it's like, wow, it is cold and damp and miserable. So, you know, wearing like a jacket and a tie, eh. Like know. I said, like 
you like yeah, i think wigs. they should lower the standards to business right. casual well, the wigs are really <laughs> i think they should lower the standards you know to business what? casual and then for the uh and then for like random business where you don't have to be in the in the chamber for for very long you're just popping in then you can wear like sweatpants so schumer schumer did it for holly too holly wouldn't wear a tie so it's a republican and a democrat yeah ties <laughs> no no ties and like it like mike said the bit like it fashion changes and i think this should be a change you know that's fine but there should still be a certain standard and it should be above rolling in out of out of like the off the tennis court yeah well we're the hoi polloi now that i know what that means okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so stop referencing off-air conversations that people don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought it was a lead. It's the riffraff. Okay. <laughs> the, the sturdy proletariat. <laughs> well, uh, that wraps up the fashion report here on Civil Politics <laughs> on Valley Free Radio. <laughs> Um, coming up next uh, uh, stay tuned next week for our report on hemlines Um, coming in next week (laughs) lower them (laughs) filthy degenerate (laughs) so uh, yes exactly uh coming in next week uh well com- sorry coming up after this is subculture followed by table of contents at 10 and then okay asia at midnight uh we got a podcast version of the show available tomorrow morning so listen to us on any darn service you like that pretty much all of them have us and uh listen to us all over again monday afternoon at 4 p.m uh you know enjoy us afresh and also email us uh contact at civilpoliticsradio.com just say something you know or i'll just happy to hear from you That'll do it for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.